Perspective for Parents presents The Procrastination Posse. In this episode, The Secret Squirrel. The Secret Squirrel. This small, cute, and tight-lipped member of the Procrastination Posse operates in a much different way than the other members. I guess you could say this character is a different animal altogether. This is because the secret squirrel attends to and advises on a different type of procrastination. Now, let me explain a little bit. So for the most part, in this series, I've been addressing the type of procrastination that has to do with starting, continuing, and finishing tasks. Tasks that have a deadline. With these deadlines being set by an outside body or person. And because these deadlines are set by another, they are then known to another. The secret squirrel doesn't intervene in our lives with these deadline types of tasks. Instead, the squirrel climbs up our awareness tree when we think about an aspiration or goal that we want to achieve for ourselves but have not yet shared with anyone. The squirrel has a simple goal when it comes to your goal. And that is, let's keep this just between you and me. Let's keep this a secret. The squirrel's reticent recommendation will be to not involve anyone else with your intention. Not even the other members of the procrastination posse. This is because the secret squirrel wants to influence insight. An insight to keep your goals out of sight because it knows that this secret approach to achievement will result in continued procrastination on the things we want the most for ourselves. Here are a few of the Secret Squirrel's signature sayings. let's keep this a secret. And this grand plan of yours should not be shared. And also... And, but this is your personal dream. Therefore, keep it personal. And finally, something this important is best kept secret. So let's now take a look at the secret squirrel's go-to tricks. This quiet and convincing member of the posse knows that the likelihood of procrastination is greatly increased when no one is aware of our grand plans. The squirrel knows that we are a social creature and that us having some social accountability could screw with its plan of procrastination. It capitalizes by keeping things confidential. The squirrel encourages secrecy by pointing out that other people may judge you or think that you're incapable of achieving your inspired intentions. But the secret squirrel isn't just limited to focusing on the haters. No, the squirrel will also point out that if your secret were to be shared with someone who is non-judgmental, someone who believed in you and your ability to achieve, well then, they would probably be problematic and that they would put pressure on you. And pressure, the secret squirrel argues, is unneeded and unhelpful. 
So the squirrel breaks its brief suggestion of secrecy into two arguments. Those being, sharing your goal with someone will result in judgment or unwanted pressure. The secret squirrel's trickery can be effective due to how it views and defines pressure. It looks at pressure with a pessimistic perspective and defines it with the most dissenting and demoralizing definition available. If you dare have the audacity to think of pressure as a positive, well, the squirrel will put down its acorn and pick up its Merriam-Webster dictionary. That tiny, adorable little leather-bound dictionary. And then the squirrel will read out loud, but not that loud, the 1A definition of the word pressure. Pressure. Noun. The burden of physical or mental distress. So the secret squirrel argues that by telling someone, you would turn your dream into an obligation. And no one wants to feel obligated to do what they once desired. But here's the thing, and this is unknown to many. The secret of the secret squirrel is, it doesn't believe in your ability to achieve your goal without the aid of accountability. The squirrel shows up. When it knows you are afraid and uncertain of your ability to achieve your aspirations. But now, if you suggest that because no one knows about this goal, you should probably create a self-imposed deadline for yourself, the secret squirrel will insist that this is a bad idea because it has read in depth about something called Parkinson's Law. Parkinson's Law is the adage that Work expands so as to fill the time available for its completion. The squirrel knows that without a deadline, there will be no urgency, and you can continue to tell yourself, or lie to yourself, that you will get to that goal in the future. If you disagree and try to argue that deadlines can be a good thing, the secret squirrel will claim that you can't put a deadline on something this important, but it won't stop there. It will use etymology to trick you into not setting a deadline. The secret squirrel will try to get you to see deadlines as being a grave danger to you by sharing the bloody history of the word deadline. Did you know that the word deadline has been in use since the 1860s with the harsher definition of a line drawn within or around a prison that a prisoner passes at the risk of being shot? Yeah, the word comes from an actual line drawn in dirt that, if passed, would result in death. And by the way, who knew this animal was such a history buff? Now, to summarize its tricks, I'll say this. The secret squirrel is well aware that not having a definable deadline combined with the fact that no one even knows that these influential ingredients will invite procrastination. Okay, let's now look at some tactics to overcome the secret squirrel. For starters, tell someone. Research shows that we instinctively want to be respected by the people in our lives and that by telling someone you respect and trust about your goals, you're much more likely 
to reach these goals. We are a social creature, and creatures known as people hold us accountable. Now, the selection of these people that we decide to disclose our dreams to is very important. We want to be sure to select people that have shown themselves to be trustworthy. And once you have told someone, tell that someone how to hold you accountable. Now, this requires a bit of reflection and self-awareness because some people respond better to strong and forceful feedback, while others may reject that method and prefer gentle encouragement. For most, the sweet spot of the feedback is located at the intersection of accountability and compassion. And I've been trying to create one word out of those two words, those two words being compassion and accountability for like the past week without much success. The best I got is um, compassion account ability. Yeah, it isn't good. So yeah, if you can think of a way to combine those two words into something that a human being can say, please let me know. But back to that personal preference. Some respond better to a little more compassion in their cocktail, while some prefer a little more pressure provided through accountability. That's right. Pressure can be a good thing. While the secret squirrel wants to look at pressure as a thing that will burst a pipe, remember the squirrel thinks your your goal is a pipe dream, you can quit all the talk of pipes by reminding the squirrel that pressure is what creates a diamond. No pressure, no diamonds. I also like to say pressure is a privilege. Because it is. It means that you care about something, something difficult. It means that you're attempting something that isn't easy, that has an unknown outcome. Pressure means that you're on your edge, you're leaning in and focused on growth. I remember when I was working with a middle schooler a few years back, and we're having a great conversation about this, this thing, this idea that pressure is a privilege. And I said um, some version of, you know, if, if someone doesn't feel pressure on like a monthly basis, well then, their life is lame. And the, the young man agreed uh, and laughed, but it turns out his father didn't agree. Yep, this young man went home and, and immediately asked his dad, hey, you know, hey dad, do you experience pressure on a monthly basis? And then his dad, said no, to which the boy responded, oh, well, then Nick says your life is lame. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a fun parent call. Good time. Okay, moving on to a different type of technique, because creating social accountability isn't the only tactic to outfox the squirrel. You may not be willing to tell someone. And to be totally honest, there are many people who might not have someone in their life who will hold them accountable while remaining compassionate. So because of that, I want to share some non-sharing suggestions. And here's one. An effective tactic is to create reminders and deadlines for yourself. And just to remind you, this isn't the type of deadline the squirrel went on and on about that could actually kill you. So you can relax a bit. Getting back to it. Reminders and deadlines can create some healthy urgency to get to live in the lives that we want to live. And if you aren't sharing these deadlines with others, remind yourself, because we often will prefer to keep these things a secret, 
secrets that are stored in our skulls. And by containing our goals in the cognitive, we keep them out of view. So what can you do? Put them in view. That's right. Helpful reminders and deadlines are usually visible. So write it in your planner. Put it up on your calendar. Put up sticky notes. Write it big and red with some lipstick on the bathroom mirror. Have a picture reminding you of it at your desk or at your bedside table. Hang something from your rearview mirror that reminds you of the direction that you are wanting to head. And here's another cool thing that you can do. You can remind yourself of your goal and remind yourself that time is not an endless resource by printing off something known as a life calendar. And there'll be a link for one of these in the show notes. So a life calendar is a useful visual that can create some healthy urgency. How these work is uh, these, these, these calendar visuals are a series of boxes that break down like either 80 or 90 years of time. And each of the little boxes usually either represents a week or a month. And then you fill in each box of time as you go, as you age. The idea is that by seeing that these boxes, which make up your life, for starters, well, many of them are already filled in. And when you really look at it and reflect on it, these things known as days, weeks, months, or years, they are not limitless. They are finite. And this visual can help to create a realization that can change our perspective and create some urgency in our efforts, not to mention some gratitude for the time that we have left. To close, I'm happy that I was able to talk about this lesser-known, possibly unknown member of the procrastination posse because the conversation around procrastination usually only focuses on tasks with external deadlines. The ones that are known, public, or visible to others. But the procrastination that we will regret the most is the avoidance of our most personal and therefore important aspirations. And regret, yeah, regret is always what haunts us humans in the end. So please, please don't procrastinate on that thing, that dream, that dream of yours that is so very important, important to you. Know that you can overcome this secretive form of procrastination by creating more awareness in the form of self-awareness, but also by making others aware of what you want to achieve. And to close this episode, as I often do, I'd like to share a few quotes. The first being from John Greenleaf Whittier. For of all sad words of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. And finally, a quote from H. Jackson Brown Jr. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you did not do than by the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines. Sail away from the safe harbor. Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore. Dream. Discover. Up next, come get to know the next member of the Procrastination Posse, Captain Confused. <laughs> 